This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. T.J. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. Today on the show, um, I want to talk about something. We, You know, in the, in the clinic, we have um, situations where we see a bunch of people that come in with very similar issues. It's, it's kind of funny how that works. If someone comes in with a thyroid issue, we may see four, five, ten thyroid people in a row. If someone comes in with, you know, cholesterol issues, we may see several of those in a row. Well, recently, that's exactly what we've seen. I, we've seen a run of people dealing with cholesterol issues. Now, the vast majority of people that are dealing with a cholesterol issue are dealing with hypercholesterolemia or high cholesterol in their blood. And so their doctor may make, you know, recommendations. They may want to put them on a statin medication to lower their cholesterol. They may tell them that their cholesterol is high, but it's borderline. And they tell them to go home and eat better and exercise more. And, you know, we've talked about that on this show before when doctors give, you know, general recommendations like that they like dr phil says they might as well tell them to go home and and get taller because they really didn't tell us tell them anything they have no idea they already these people already thought they were eating a healthy diet but and so you know they just they continue doing what they're doing and that's next thing you know they they're finally being put on a statin medication because their cholesterol level gets high enough and now it's an issue and their doctor's like, well, we tried the diet and exercise route and that didn't work. But did we? Um, the, the likelihood is no, because the people didn't know what to do and so they didn't do anything. So, but today in particular, I want to talk more about low cholesterol. Um, we just had a woman come into our office with the lowest cholesterol I've ever seen. Um, I like to talk about these cases because there's there's a lot of history in this, and, and I'm not going to get into her complete history. There's a there's a it's complicated. It's not an easy um, it's not an easy uh, uh, history by any means. But this woman's cholesterol was total cholesterol was 92. Now, why is that important? It's important because. Typically, we want cholesterol right around 200, and hers is half that. Now, she was on a statin medication, which we'll talk about that in a little while, um, which was, I believe, contributing to driving her cholesterol so low. But all of her, or the vast majority of her symptoms that she was complaining about, she was complaining about being super tired. Her family literally is waking this woman up different times during the day to take her medications and things and to eat and then she's going right back to bed so she's extremely exhausted and she's the her mental clarity just isn't there like it used to be now she's not completely inept or anything like that she can carry on a conversation but she knows that she can't think of words she can't remember things like things that were that wasn't the case just a just a a couple of short years ago and so I really want to talk today about why low cholesterol is is a is a big thing and why I think it's a it's a bigger deal than than your conventional doctors are ever going to conclude 
most conventional doctors are perfectly fine with driving your cholesterol as low as possible. But there are many, many, many things in the body that cholesterol is important for. So let's let's get into that just a little bit. I, you know, I, so I started. I wanted this woman to have this particular lady. I wanted her to have like actual research um, into you know why cholesterol is why cholesterol is low, and or why low cholesterol is bad. And so I started investigating, and you know, there's really very little out there about low cholesterol. Well, and we've had numerous patients who have come back and said, "I talked to my doctor, and he said he'd never heard of anyone of someone's cholesterol being too low," which is ridiculous. I mean, but it's happened numerous times. I mean, it's just that isn't taught in medical school. They do not. They talk about cholesterol can be too high and what you do if cholesterol is too high. But clearly this isn't taught because numerous times, many times, doctors have, you know, patients have come back and said, my doctor was like, your cholesterol, is, I don't even know if it can be too low. <laughs> and that is beyond scary. Um, so... In digging through the research, you know that's what I do. I like to I like to have research articles that that show what it is that we do and and why we're we're very big on that. Well, and we're big on that for a reason. And I know I'm kind of digressing here, but let's face it: if a medical, if a conventional medical doctor tells you something or your family something, you're like, oh, okay, that's how it is. We don't generally get that kind of consideration just because functional medicine is different, right? If we don't have the science to back it up, then people don't believe it well and we've said it before i've said it before i'll say it again the most difficult thing for me as a functional medicine practitioner to do is to get someone to unlearn wrong information that they are absolutely certain is correct like that is so hard we we get beat into our heads over and over again that high cholesterol is bad you can't have high cholesterol high cholesterol will kill you well that's not necessarily true I mean, yeah, if your cholesterol is 1,000, yeah, maybe that's a problem. But if your cholesterol is 200, 210, 220, really? Like, no, it's it's not the big thing. Like, I remember when cholesterol got lowered from an upper limit of 300 to 240. And I would definitely remember when it went from 240 to 200. And everyone else is going to remember when they start to push it even lower and lower and lower. And this is a this is problematic because we have to have cholesterol for some very vital functions in our body. The more the lower we see cholesterol, the more problems we are going to have. I mean, you just don't live as long when your cholesterol is low. So, and we're and we, we're certainly not saying that you can't have high cholesterol. I mean, it's true. not. I mean, you definitely can have high cholesterol. There's a reason why um, doctors are concerned if your cholesterol is too high. We're just saying the opposite end of the spectrum is equally as frightening. Right, right. And so, in digging through the research, I I found an article um, from 2008 um, published in. Uh, I, I can't buy. I, I'm not really sure. It's a biomed uh, article. I don't know because it's a it's a Czech. It's from the Czech Republic. It, I I don't really know. It was done by the Department of Gerontology and Metabolism at a, at the Faculty Hospital and Faculty of Medicine in Radek Soklaska, Czech Republic. I I don't know how they do their how they do their cities and stuff like that. And I definitely cannot pronounce that. So I'm sure someone of Czech descent is going to 
write me an email and say, well, you butchered that on air. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But anyway, it won't be the first time. It, won't, it will not be the first <laughs> and it will not be the last because, the, you know, unfortunately, the, these articles are not done in the United States where I can actually name the city. Um, but this thing was published in, in, on August 5th of 2008. And the title of the article is Hypocholesterolemia in Clinically Serious Conditions Review. And so this is a review article looking at lots and lots of different um, articles out there. And hypocholesterolemia is low cholesterol in the blood. And they start out by talking about how cholesterol is an essential component of cell membranes. It's our precursor to our steroid hormones. It's important for us to make bile acids. And there are other components that are extremely important for live organisms. Now, cholesterol synthesis is this very complicated, very energy-demanding process. And... What happens when we have crit critically ill patients is that cholesterol plummets. But what researchers can't figure out is did the cholesterol plummet and then people got seriously ill or did the illness cause the cholesterol to drop? This is a chicken or egg question and no one has the answer. This article actually concludes that we don't know if it's a drop in cholesterol that causes the problem or if the, or if the illness happen cause the drop in cholesterol so what we see i see people that come into my office that have low levels of cholesterol they were put on some sort of cholesterol lowering medication whether it was a statin or a bile acid resin or something that they were put on and they they lowered their cholesterol and then the people had problems that's what i see in my office i don't see people that come in complaining of all these issues and you know, have low cholesterol and they're not on a cholesterol lowering medication. Every person in my office, from my personal experience, that has had low cholesterol, and I classify cholesterol as low, anything below 140, I start getting concerned, right? Anytime that happens, the people have, have been on some sort of cholesterol lowering agent. That's, that's just what I've seen personally. Now, you know, they, they go on to talk about how this is seen in, 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 chronic and critically ill patients and they they basically go on to say it's not known whether it's a secondary manifestation of a disease or whether it actively contributes to deterior de to deterioration of the disease had a little trouble talking there that's the that's the thing that i i, I think is the most important like we people are are taught in this country that you with when it comes to cholesterol that you you have to eat low fat that all of this stuff is you know your your diet dictates how your cholesterol is and that couldn't be further from the truth your diet is not really responsible for cholesterol levels in the blood it just isn't your diet makes up what you the cholesterol that you consume in your diet really only comprises about 20% of what your total cholesterol level is that's just how it is. It, your body makes approximately 80% of your cholesterol. And when people start to hear that, they're like, wait a minute, that, that's, uh, that can't be true. And I, I tell you, it doesn't matter. You can tell the same lie a thousand times. It doesn't make it any more true. Cholesterol is affected by you very less uh, or very uh, uh, not very uh, affected by your diet. Like it's what you make not what your 
getting from foods. Now, if you're eating a crappy diet, you will make cholesterol improperly. You'll make the wrong cholesterol particle sizes. You'll make too many little bitty cholesterol particles. You'll Which make, is important, right? It is extremely important. So a good diet is important, but it's not about eliminating saturated fat from your diet. That's not what it's about. Uh, okay. And that's what they push when and they talk about your cholesterol is too high. That's right. Now we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more about this cholesterol levels and your diet. And I want to get into how these statin medications cause problems and what kind of problems they cause and how that has an impact for your overall health. You're listening to Wellness 101. Welcome back to the show, everyone. If you're just tuning in today, we are talking about cholesterol. And in particular, we are talking about the importance of cholesterol and why low cholesterol is bad. I, I made mention of this of this patient that I had in recently who had the lowest total cholesterol that I've ever seen um, coming in at a whopping 92, um, which, you know, is, in my opinion, severely problematic for this woman. Now, she was on a statin medication and so we're we're hopefully working with her primary because her primary care doctor was the one that put her on that statin medication and you know it's at this point it's her primary care doctor's uh uh responsibility to to fix the issue here that the fact that her cholesterol is so low and so we were talking before the break i was i was talking about how cholesterol levels your, your body makes the vast majority of your cholesterol. And so that's it, extremely important. And cholesterol, cholesterol has so many different things that it's, that it's important for in the body. We have to have it for uh, the cell membrane health. We have cholesterol in our cell membranes. So all trillion plus cells in our body have, have cholesterol in them. Our brain is, is about 25% by weight cholesterol. Um, our, our, body makes all of our sex hormones, our testosterone, our estrogens, etc., from cholesterol. Um, and so the having enough cholesterol is extremely important because it's a raw material that's, that's vital for our overall health. Now, what I think people don't realize is that cholesterol, when, when the doctors look at your cholesterol, they're looking at the cholesterol levels in your blood. And so the the cholesterol that's in your blood for the most part is made by your liver it's that's just where it's synthesized it's synthesized in the liver and the and the distal end of the small intestine it's actually made in a couple places and that's extremely important because if someone has some sort of liver dysfunction if they're not making cholesterol my question is what else is going wrong with this person because the liver has thousands of jobs right it detoxifies it manufactures it's reading things it's it's transforming things it's there there's so many different pieces of the the human puzzle that the liver is responsible for and if it's not working right we have an issue now that takes me to also knowing that cholesterol is manufactured in the distal the the, the farthest end of our small intestine 
tells me that anybody that has any kind of gastrointestinal issues could have a problem with cholesterol. That's just the nature of the beast. If someone's dealing with, say, Crohn's disease, they're going to have a problem with cholesterol. They're going to have a problem with cholesterol manufacturing. And for what little cholesterol they absorb from their food and from their diet, they're going to have a problem with that too. It's not just... It's not, just a, it's not just a digestive issue. This is a total body issue. And trying to get people to understand that, oh, this is bigger than just one little thing, that this affects the entire body from head to toe, is extremely important to do. And it's an important part to get a point to get across because conventional medicine doesn't make that a point. They're like, oh, your cholesterol is high, you're going to have heart disease. And they just tie cholesterol to heart disease when that, that is not... That's not how it's that's not how the body works, right? So we we've got we've got this class of drugs called statin medications and statin medications are I think they're they're a terrible drug for the vast majority of people. I think that cholesterol can much more easily be managed by making sure that someone knows what food they should be eating and making sure someone knows that they should be exercising and what type of exercise they should be doing rather than just throwing a medication at something. Because what I don't think the vast majority of people realize is that that statin medication causes much more issues and many more problems than just lowering cholesterol. That's just one of the side effects of the medication. The, these, these statin medications are, are HMG coenzyme A reductase inhibitors. That means that they stop this enzyme called HMG coenzyme A reductase. They stop that thing from happening, which stops the whole pathway of cholesterol synthesis in the body. But there are a lot of things that are made before you get to cholesterol manufacturing, right? There are many steps to this puzzle. HMG coenzyme A reductase is the third step in about a 15-step process or a 12-step process, whatever it is. I had it memorized back in the day. Now I just remember the key points because that's all that really matters. When when you stop, like, I'll, I'll throw this as a little, little bit of trivia out there. Statins were, were first approved in uh, September or October of 1987 by the FDA in the United States. The very first statin medication that was approved was Mevacor. It was called Mevacor because it stops the mevalinate pathway. The mevalinate pathway is what happens. That's the mevalonic acid is what's made when HMG coenzyme A reductase works on HMG coenzyme A. You go from HMG coenzyme A to mevalinate uh, to mevalonic acid. I'll get it out in a minute. That's why it was called Mevacor. This is the whole, like, that's where they all started, right? And so once you stop that, a few steps down, you end up with the body manufacturing three things that you, if you're taking a statin medication, you no longer make. You no longer make uh, isoprenylated proteins. This is a, like, I could do a whole thing on isoprenylated uh, proteins. Just know that those are proteins that are extremely important for the cell membrane's function. They're, they're embedded in the cell membrane. They function within the cell membrane. They're extremely important for that. We're going to, that's important. That's one of the, one of the things that's, that's not made. Another thing is ubiquinone. Ubiquinone is the scientific name for CoQ10. Did you know when you're taking a statin medication, you no longer manufacture CoQ10? And very few people that are taking a statin medication are actually taking a CoQ10 supplement. And if you're taking a statin medication, you need 
hundreds of milligrams of CoQ10 per day while you're taking that that medication and no one does and this is why when when people take statins they get extremely tired CoQ10 is extremely important for your body's ability to manufacture energy that's how we start the that's how part of how we get the Krebs cycle going so we have to have this thing to make energy and then the third thing that's that's not made that is not a cholesterol cholesterol being the fourth thing that's not made but the third thing that's not made is doli coal now doli coal is extremely important because doli coal is made in this in is is in high concentrations in this particular part of the brain called the substantia nigra and i want to spend just a little bit of time here because doli coal research has shown that in in people that have high levels of doli coal in their body they have a condition known as schizophrenia right and when people have low levels of doli coal in their body, they have neurodegenerative diseases, things like Parkinson's disease. And what I see as a classic sign of someone who comes into my office that's been on a statin medication for a long time is this little resting tremor, which is pathognomonic for Parkinson's. And I say, oh, you're on a statin medication. How long have you been on this statin medication? Most of the time, people have been on it for years, if not decades. It's not uncommon for people to come to me and say, I've been on this statin for 20 years. And I'm like, okay, and when did this, this shaking start? Oh, five years ago, maybe. It's, it seems to be getting worse. And what we've noticed is when we, start to, when we start to work with these individuals and get their body the things that it needs, their tremor stops. Hmm. It's mind-boggling, I know. Aaron's sitting here staring at me like, I don't really have anything to contribute to this part of the conversation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but th I think this is an important piece of, of information that I don't think people understand that those three things are extremely important for overall health. People take statin medications and feel like crap after a while. Did it lower their cholesterol? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Some people have a genetic predisposition disposition that doesn't allow for the the statin medications to work very well right but a lot of people it does lower it and a lot of people don't feel bad immediately no it takes a while and then we don't equate the feeling bad if it takes long enough we don't equate the feeling bad to the fact that we it happened after we started taking right. that particular medication right and so that that's a that's a that's a big deal and then when you start talking to them about these other things that they they've got going on and then we check their hormone levels and we find out that men and women both their testosterone is in the tank like single digits low super super low testosterone levels in women super low testosterone levels in men right a lot of guys end up with erectile dysfunction and they don't know why and I'm like, well, it's the fact that your testosterone or your your testosterone's in the tank because you have no steroid hormones to make the testosterone in the first place. So it's extremely important to to know these things and know what you're getting into. If you're going to choose to take that statin medication, know what's coming. Because then you can do things to help prevent that from happening. But you know, that that's one of the one of the big things. Now shifting gears a little bit i want to talk about how our body gets rid of cholesterol we get rid of our cholesterol by making bile acids now we make these bile acids in our liver and we pump them over into our gallbladder to store right and you know don't don't get me started on gallbladder dysfunction and gall uh, that that's a topic in and of itself but 
what I do want to focus on are these bile acids. The, the big physiologic functions, they have to be there for us to digest lipids, and it's, they have to be there for us to absorb lipids. Well, if we're, if, our, if we're doing things to lower all of this stuff, of course we're going to affect our bile acids. So we're affecting these things at both ends of the puzzle. So these, these bile acids, they're the end product of, of breaking down cholesterol. That's how we get them. And if we're blocking cholesterol, well, that's a big problem. So now we don't have bile acids. But they're also the most important molecule to drive the formation and flow of bile. And what do people that have their gallbladders removed? Their bile flow is obstructed. Well, all of this stuff ties together. It all goes back to having enough cholesterol and having proper liver function. This stuff, it's not an accident that this stuff happens to people, right? And it's medications that we're taking that are affecting it and causing this to happen in our people. All right, we got to take another break. I need to get on some oxygen, take a drink, um, because I think I just talked for a about 10 minutes straight without breaking. <laughs> I think maybe add a couple words in there. That's about all I can and, give and, you And Aaron this. said two things. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this talk, and we're going to talk about why liver function is so important for um, cholesterol levels. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101. Stand in the place where you live now. Think about direction. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. If you're just tuning in today, we're we're I've I've been on a soapbox, so to speak, of uh, of talking about cholesterol. In particular, I've been talking about low cholesterol and how bad that is for overall health. Um, and, you know, if, if you're wondering, yes, Erin is here. Um, she just hasn't had much to say this entire, this entire talk. So at, right before the break, we were talking about bile acids and how important these things are. And I'd, I'd made mention that, you know, this, this has to do with, with liver function. And, and then we, we store our, our bile and our, our liver makes it and we store this stuff in our gallbladder and then our gallbladder uh, pumps this stuff into our into our small intestines to help us break down cholesterol and it's this it's this vicious cycle and these these bile acid salts um, are our bile acids are are the end of cholesterol breakdown and then it they're the most important molecule to drive bile formation and flow and one of the big things that we that we see in our office are people that come in that have cholesterol issues, but years ago they may have had a a gallbladder removed, and no one told them that they needed help with digestion. They needed digestive enzymes to help them break down fats that they were no longer going to be able to properly break down fats. And so now they can't absorb fats in their diet. So that has a whole thing that goes with it. They can't absorb cholesterol from the diet. Now, granted, you don't get a lot of your cholesterol from your diet, but if you eliminate what is there, well, that's problematic. And then they start having cholesterol issues. Their cholesterol goes high. It gets all out of whack. And no one has talked to them about the importance of, of making sure that they have proper 
gallbladder, well, and, you know, uh, bile formation and then digestion. Because just because you don't have your gallbladder, your liver still makes the bile. It still makes this stuff. So, you know, the people get their gallbladder removed. I know this is kind of seems like it may not be related, but it is. They'll get their gallbladder removed because they've got quote unquote sludge or gallstones that have formed in their gallbladder. Well, it has to do with, with flow. If, if you take someone who's normally eating a normal diet and then you, they, they put them on a low fat diet, which was the craze back in the, in the eighties and nineties was this low fat diet, low fat diet, low fat diet. We saw this eruption of gallbladder issues because it changed our body how we made bile it changed the flow of bile and that's problematic and so when they when they when you just remove the gallbladder all you did was remove the storage receptacle for the bile the 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 problem is in the liver we've got to go back and fix the liver that's where that's where the that's where the management of this is is actually going back and fixing the liver. And I'm not saying that you know some gallbladders don't get too far gone and and absolutely need to be removed because they can become gangrenous and become a big problem. But a lot of people don't realize that this can be prevented years in advance by just making sure that we're doing all the right things and that we have the proper nutrition. But what, okay, so when you get to the point where they want to remove your gallbladder, though. Can you do anything then? Uh, depends. So, yes, because sometimes people, they, the doctors will remove the gallbladder because there's a gallstone in there. Other times it's dead and necrotic and, you know, stuck to the liver. Two completely different things, right? I've had patients that have come in and they're like, yeah, they were just going to go in and remove a, remove some gallstones. And they got in there and they said, uh, it had to come out. I'm like, you had too many gallstones. Right. I hear that a lot. They had too many gallstones. Well, okay, but... There, there are things that can be done to help dissolve those gallstones. Like you can, there are products out there to help you wear those things down and get a more properly functioning gallbladder and potentially save the, the gallbladder. I mean, if it doesn't work, okay, you still have surgery to go to, right? If it doesn't work, you can right. still do surgery and get it removed then. It's, but if you get surgery, that's it. There's no going back and trying to right. fix it. And people are getting it younger and younger. Yeah. You know, we're getting, we're finding people younger and younger who are getting their gallbladders removed and living their, you know, the majority, vast majority of their lives without a gallbladder. Right. I know people way younger than I am that have their gallbladders removed. Yeah. This is problematic. Right. It's going to be a big problem for them as they age. And it's also a problem immediately. I can't tell you how many people come in and they're like, yeah, they took my gallbladder out. They did not tell me that I was going to have diarrhea for like three years straight. I'm like, yeah, well, you can't digest fat. And that's what happens. Yeah. And so, you know, just it, people, they just don't know. And but, some people don't have side effects for years. That's right. And so they are fine. And then they don't relate it back to the gallbladder because they did fine for a while after the surgery. Right. And so... You know, I just want to I just want to impress upon the the importance of cholesterol. And I want to quote a, a sentence from this article that I've been talking about. Um, and if you're not familiar, go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I talk about this research article from 2008 from the Czech Republic talking about low cholesterol. And they say, quote, cholesterol is crucial, crucial for several reasons. One, it is the principal building block of cell membranes. Two, it plays a vitally important role in human metabolism. Now, cell membranes, that's every cell in the body. If you don't have proper levels of cholesterol, your cell membranes 
are going to suffer. When your cell membranes suffer, your overall health suffers. You are a sick person. And the vitally important role in human metabolism, just what you do, what, all of the reactions, the, the hundreds of thousands of millions and millions of reactions that are happening every single second of every single day in your body, whether you're awake or whether you're asleep, rely on cholesterol to happen. And when you don't have enough of this stuff, those processes suffer. And eventually, chronic disease sets in. And that's the big thing. Is that it's so important. And I can't, I can't talk enough about the importance of having enough cholesterol. Too much is a problem, but too little is a problem too. And unfortunately, we have a system a conventional medical model that's starting to drive people's cholesterol levels way too low. Some people, you know, I'm talking about this patient whose cholesterol was 92, but some people have the pro similar problems to what she's having when their cholesterol is 145, right? They doesn't need to get to 92. They're having these same exact issues that she's having at 140, right? If we've got we've to be smart about about what we're doing. This is one of those things where, you know, if you're taking a statin medication and your doctor hasn't checked your cholesterol in a while, go get your cholesterol checked because if you're complaining of fatigue and and cognitive issues and potentially even neurologic things, pain, tingling, numbness, like maybe your cholesterol's too low. Go get it checked. Have them find out. If it's too low, say something, right? It's their responsibility to pay attention to this stuff and make sure that we don't get things too low. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the point that I want to get across is, you know, we're, we're all about empowering our patients to take control of their health. Be responsible for your health. You don't have to know all the physiologic mechanisms of why things are going on. You just need to know that they're going on and that they're likely able to be measured. And if your measurements are out of range, there's problems there. Right, and the the problem with conventional medicine is there's no low limit to range on cholesterol. They just say less than 200. Well, hell, 10 is less than 200, but that's only that's not going to be healthy. That's not good for anybody, right? I, I, I there's common sense that has to be invoked here, and, and people, I'm, I'm I'm asking you to just wake up to and use a little bit of your common sense here. If you're having issues that may be related to to low cholesterol. Check your cholesterol and see, is it low? Right. Well, I think it does make sense when you talk about it. But, I mean, people have never heard this before, you know, most likely. I mean, because it just it isn't discussed in conventional medicine. I mean, people know about their cholesterol possibly being too high. That's it. Right. Well, cholesterol is, is so important for, like, how we react to our uh, to inflammation. Like, cholesterol helps to modulate inflammation. When your cholesterol is too low, inflammation goes off the chart. And that's what we see with this person that I'm talking about whose cholesterol is 92. She has inflammatory markers that are off the chart high that have never been tested. They had no idea that it was going on, but she has no way to put the fire out. Think of cholesterol as your body's fireman. You have no way to put the fire out. And I mean, that's been quoted before and I've talked about that before. It's the best uh, 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 fireman that our body has is to to dump cholesterol on it. That's what it. That's one of the things that it can do. It can insulate. So, uh, we got to take another break. This this it's going way too fast. I I've got so much information I want to <laughs> throw out there on cholesterol. 
But we've got to take a break. When we when we come back, I'm going to talk about another thing that lipids are extremely important for besides inflammatory control. And uh, then we'll wrap this whole thing up. You're listening to Wellness One. You're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in today, we've been talking about cholesterol and the role of cholesterol and the importance of cholesterol in health. And in particular, I, I, I got on this tirade a little bit because... I had a patient come in with extremely low levels of cholesterol, the lowest I've ever seen. And I just wanted to talk a little bit today about the importance of making sure that we have enough cholesterol um, in our blood. And we talked about how cholesterol doesn't really come from diet. Um, there's only a small percentage of your total cholesterol in your in your blood actually comes from your diet. Your, your liver is responsible for making this stuff. We, we make this stuff on our own. And how important it is for you know cell membrane health and for your body to make you know things like CoQ10 and all of these other things and your sex hormones. It's just uh, being able and having these pathways functioning and running is extremely important. And one of the last things that I want to talk about is the fact that that cholesterol is extremely important for our immune function. One of the big things that it does is it helps us bind these things called lipopolysaccharides. And I know that's a big term, but it's basically an lipopolysaccharides are basically an endotoxin. When we form these lipopolysaccharides, they're basically like little bombs that are just traveling, traveling along that are just blowing stuff up. And when we have enough cholesterol, particularly HDL cholesterol, we grab these things up and we neutralize them to where they don't cause us issues. But when you have low levels of cholesterol, there's no possible way that you're going to have enough of the HDL cholesterol, the good stuff. You're not going to have enough of the good stuff if you don't have enough of the total stuff overall. It's just physically impossible. And so this is just, this is another one of the things, I mean, this is, like I said earlier, it, it has a huge piece of the puzzle with our inflammation it's our it's a it's a way we put fires out in our body and our body's ability to regulate itself relies heavily on having enough cholesterol in our body and you know our liver makes it if we're not making it we have to figure out what is going on with our liver now i did touch briefly today on having too much cholesterol again your liver is making it. Why is it making it? We have to pay attention to this. And people always ask, well, you know, occasionally we'll have, you know, a husband wife that comes in and, and one of them has their cholesterol is a little too high and the other their cholesterol is a little too low. And we use very similar ways of modulating, you know, cholesterol production. And I have to explain to them, yeah, I know it seems counterintuitive that the, that the things that would increase that it would improve liver function would also would would both lower cholesterol and raise cholesterol at the same time but that's just the way it is because your body is it wants to be upright it wants to be you know functioning perfectly 
And if it's too high or too low, if you give it things to modulate, it's going to either increase its its function or decrease its function. It's going to come back to neutral. That's where it wants to be. All you have to do is give it the raw materials that it needs, and it will do this on its own. And in some situations, what you use to modulate the immune system helps things that are low and helps things that are high, right? That's just how how this stuff works I, I that's how physiology is i don't know i wish it were different but we've been we've been hornswoggled by conventional medicine and by the pharmaceutical industry to think that well if you have this problem then you need this medication if you have the opposite of this problem then you need a different medication when in reality you probably just need very similar nutrients and it's going to lower if it's high and it's going to increase it if it's low because our body is not deficient in pharmacologic agents we're deficient in omega-3 fatty acids we're deficient in you know vitamins and minerals that's what we're deficient in we're not deficient in a statin it's not a naturally occurring thing we just don't need that for the most part right? At least not long-term. It's not something that we need to be with or be taking for decades, right? We've, if you're taking, if your answer is to take something for decades, find someone that gives you a better answer because that's not how the body functions. We can Im- improve upon that. We can do, we can do better. And, you know, that's why I like to think of, you know, our office, I, I like to think that we're at least doing better because we're, we're, we're putting health back into your hands we're not saying that we know everything we're saying hey you know what these are things that are that are extremely important for your health and well-being these are the things that you need to do if you want to regain your health this is the path that you need to walk right we need to get off of what you're doing and and start doing these things and it slowly but surely you see positive changes sometimes i say slowly but surely sometimes it's fairly rapid sometimes wellness comes quick but we just don't know. It's just, in the end, it's, it's, about, it's about empowerment and getting the right things, getting you to understand the way that things actually are, the physiology behind things, not just necessarily what you've blindly been told or what you've blind, blindly believed because you've seen a commercial for it. How often do you really times. see, though, people with low cholesterol? Um... You know what? When they're taking medications for it more frequently than you would think, not this low. This low is what triggered this conversation. But so if people are put on a statin, are their doctors not routinely checking their cholesterol? Um, I've had people that have told me they haven't had their cholesterol checked in, in, a, in two to three years after going on the medication. Wow. I know. It's, it's mind-boggling. Like, but I guess also what you're saying is if they did check it, they'd be like, oh, okay, you're below 200. You're fine. Right. Everything looks great. Yeah. Like I see people, so it's really working, <laughs> right? I see people with cholesterol levels in the 140s, and like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this explains why you're trying to see me. All of your complaints have to do with the fact that your cholesterol is just too low, right? We don't need it to be 500, but we sure we in the don't world, want it to be 500. No, but we sure in the world don't need it to be that low. I mean, the World Health Organization determined by looking at every country, they determined that the the cholesterol level that led to the lowest cause, all-cause mortality, was 223. I've got the study and the slides to back that up. 
223. But in this country, we're driving it below 200 all the time. Yeah. But th- is that necessarily the best course of action? I don't know. Sure seems that the rest of the world thinks it's not. So it's just, you know, these are things that it do- that that sort of stuff doesn't pass the sniff test. When I'm sitting here looking at every other country in the world and they're not forcing everybody's cholesterol this low. And, and they're just, healthier than we are overall. Yeah, we're 37th in overall health. Right. I mean, there are, there are countries that are developing, not even developed, developing countries that are ahead of us. We're the last of the industrialized nations as far as health goes. I mean, it's just the, the model's not working. But anyway, that's about all the time that we've got today. I, I hope that you enjoyed this. this. Um, please, if you want more information, visit our website, inhstl.com. Follow us on all of our socials, at INHSTL. Uh, Shoot us an email. Call us, 314-293-8123. We're happy to to help in, in whatever way we can. For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.